News when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Leslie Lotto. U.S. House Speaker Mike Johnson has come up with a stopgap measure so we don't experience a government shutdown next week. The House will take a vote Tuesday on a way to fund some agencies through January and others until the first part of February. It does not include deep cuts as some hardliners in his party wanted. So that could mean smooth sailing through the Senate, but the end of the new Speaker's honeymoon with his caucus. A surgeon working at Gaza's Al-Shifa Hospital says the hospital and surrounding area have been hit with bombs. In audio posted to social media by Doctors Without Borders, Dr. Mohammed Obeid says patients have died because the hospital didn't have electricity to operate life support equipment. We want someone to give us the guarantee that we can evacuate the patient because we have about 600 inpatients. A person who needs medical care and who needs evacuation. Doctors Without Borders is calling for a ceasefire, the protection of medical facilities, and for those who want to leave the hospital to be allowed to do so. Israel says they are allowing peaceful exits from that hospital. The U.S. has been once again threatened with the loss of its last top credit rating. Moody's Investor Service signaled it was inclined to downgrade the nation because of wider budget deficits and political polarization. The rating assessor lowered the outlook to negative from stable while affirming the nation's rating still at triple A, the highest investment grade notch. But Moody said, while we still have higher interest rates, unless we see measures to reduce spending or boost revenue, fiscal deficits will likely, quote, remain very large, significantly weakening debt affordability. The investigation continues after big headaches in the $26 trillion treasury market after a cyber attack. We get that story from Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini. The cyber attack on Industrial and Commercial Bank of China caused major snags for traders Thursday. And then the Federal Reserve said on its website Friday a, quote, service issue was impacting the Fedwire Security Service, which handles settlements for U.S. Treasuries. The Fed said it would continue its service for BNY Mellon customer until at least 7 p.m. Wall Street time last night. Meantime, South China Morning Post and others reporting that Industrial and Commercial Bank of China injected capital into its U.S. unit. The reports say that was to help pay BNY Mellon $9 billion for unsettled trades. Lockbit is claiming responsibility for the ransomware attack on ICBC. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg Radio. Trouble down under as a cyber attack against one of the world's largest facilitators of global trade has limited access to several ports. A mass closure in Australia threatens to disrupt supply chains for days. DP World apparently detected a hack Friday, forcing it to restrict access to four of the nation's largest ports. The government convened a crisis meeting Saturday to coordinate a response and continue their discussions with the company to resume operations. T. Rose Price Group says clients will likely withdraw more than $26.3 billion in the fourth quarter. That story from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. It extends a streak of redemptions by investors ditching actively managed mutual funds for cheaper products or cash money market holdings. In a statement, the asset manager reported $6.3 billion in preliminary net outflows in October and expects investors to pull more than $20 billion total in November 
November and December. The Baltimore-based firm, which had $1.3 trillion in client assets at the end of October, attributed the elevated outflows in part to a few large client withdrawals. Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. And Honda is getting proactive, giving U.S. employees a pay raise after the United Auto Workers' weeks-long strike. 11% bump, not for all U.S. employees, according to a company memo seen by Bloomberg. The memo said Honda continuously reviews its total rewards packages to ensure they stay competitive. The memo from the company's Human Resources Department for locations including Ohio, Indiana, and Georgia. That's news when you want it. With Bloomberg News Now, I'm Leslie Lotto. And this is Bloomberg. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.